around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are thrilled to minister to you, share the Word of God with you, uh, encourage you, give you a shot in the arm, <laughs> uh, you know, just sort of lovingly slap you into reality of that God's Word does not fail, that His Word is always true, and He is always watching over His Word uh, to perform it, as the Bible says, in anybody's life that is believing Him for it. And so we want to encourage you with that and uh, share with you the, the good things that we believe God's got for us to say this week here on the podcast to you. Um, darling, we're having a wonderful time in the country of New Zealand. We are. <laughs> we sure are. Yes. Although we're about to say bid a farewell and uh, adieu to this lovely right. land and head off tomorrow morning for Samoa. Samoa. Uh, out in the middle of the South Pacific. Of course, right. we're in the South Pacific now, but we're, right. we're causing islands to go smaller here. That's right. And uh, minister the Word of God for a week in Samoa, and we'll be with Patty and James Akui yes. uh, at Rama, and we'll be teaching the students at Rama. But not only the students, we're also teaching... In, they've invited in for this special week. They've invited in Arama alumni, past past graduates. Right. They've also invited the pastors from the islands to come. They've even right. invited the prime minister and the king. Yes. And uh, and the prime minister came last time we were there. Yes. And uh, and so we're just expecting good and tremendous meetings where we can teach the word of faith. That's right. The uncompromised word, the word that never yeah. fails. Romans chapter heaven, ten, lest we forget. <laughs> uh, so that those students and those pastors can right. be can be armed and, and, and ready to go and get the job done. And, and last year when we were there, a year before, actually 15 months ago when we were there, uh, we taught on spiritual authority. Patty had asked us to preach on spiritual right. authority. Right. And then she asked us this year, she said, please come back and do both Samoa and then also the nation of Vanuatu. Um, and uh, right. to train them in spiritual in authority. Spiritual That's just authority. something so vital. And you know, the church just needs it, Renee. Of course, I'm, really I guess do. I'm known. I've kind of been tagged and marked by the Holy Ghost and by God uh, all over the world for preaching spiritual authority. And yes. people ask me to come in and do that. Pastors in the States ask me to come and do two and three and four day seminars uh, on spiritual authority because That's it's right. just absolutely something that the church is lacking in Very and much the church so. needs to understand right. and the church needs to know how she is in authority and she is in dominion. Right. She's large and in charge. Uh, she's not to be asleep <laughs> at the wheel. She's to, no, she's please, to run. Wake God up. said he wanted us to dominate the earth and That's to dominate right. all the, all the parts of the earth. And uh, the church needs to stand up and be strong. And, and I tell you what, the devil has had such a foothold yeah, for so, so long as sadly. the church has just, has just dwindled down in in uh in aspect of time spent right. you know when i was a boy we had we had revival meetings where they mm -hmm. went to two weeks and three weeks and five weeks and right. six weeks and i remember yes. one time we had a revival for 26 weeks right and i mean saturdays as well we didn't Sat take off for saturday off. no 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 we, we went seven <laughs> days a world. week and, no, and the, the church was on God. fire then. The pulpits were aflame then. Yes, and, yes. And America was on fire and, right. and doing good and doing blessed. And I, I've told you here on the podcast before that a nation can only be great if it's good. If it's good. And America used to be good, and then she quit being good, and she started getting rid of church. And, and I, I, there needs to be a real resurgence. And resurgence. I tell you, God's been speaking restoration Absolutely. to me for a long time. And God's yes. restoring the restoring church. Restoring the church. And God's restoring America, and God's restoring other nations of the world. 
and uh, anyway, somewhere around the we we quit doing revival somewhere around the eighties, yeah, and started doing three day seminars. Such and, a and, and that's okay. Three day seminars yeah. are good. You can do a three day marriage seminar, or prosperity right. seminar, healing seminar, Holy Spirit seminar, gifts of the Spirit seminar, right. just almost any kind of seminar you want to do, you can cover in three days. Right. And and that was wonderful. And the church was strong, and people were hungry, and we had the charismatic renewal. Right. And the, the Catholics were getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. The Baptists were getting yes. filled with the Holy yes. Ghost. Yes. Yes. The Methodists were getting filled the Holy Ghost and I tell you it was a good time uh, but then somewhere around 15 I don't know 15 17 20 years ago we stopped doing three-day meetings and started doing one-day meetings and then just a, a 10 or so years ago the churches quit having Sunday night service and so we've gone backwards with time spent in church. We've right. gone from two-week revivals to three-day meetings to one-day meetings. And, and used to, we had three three services a week in church. We had Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes an extra night for youth. And, and now we've gone to just Sunday morning only. And so wow. the church is in such trouble. And America's in such ever. trouble. And the Boy, other nations are, are in such trouble. America's become like Europe, just cold and dry and dead in the church and it's because of not spending any time with God and any time in church and we we can see that hasn't worked right we can see that this one week one hour, one hour a week, week is not working it's not working uh, you know something you think would be smart enough to say hey how's that working for you well yeah, it's not really. well let's fix it uh, and pastors look at me drop their head and shrug their shoulders and say well my people won't come we have to we can't have a Sunday night service and we can't have a midweek service and we can't have a, a th- three-day seminar they won't come and I said, well, you're the pastor, you're the shepherd, they're the sheep. Tell them what to do. No, tell them to right. get in there and tell them to tell them to get busy and tell them to get in the Word. You're you're for their spiritual uh, life. You're right. you're their spiritual guide. You're their spiritual leader. You're the you're the protector of the flock and the feeder of the flock. And so let's get these people back in church uh, and get them excited. You know, you know, last year we were in a church in, up in Montreal, Canada, mm. French speaking Assembly of God Church. Uh, with Pastor uh, Pierre and Louise Sear, and they Wonderful didn't know folks. us from anybody. No, we right. didn't know them. <laughs> he and, did uh, his job, that's for sure. He did his job. And they had seen us two years ago on Brother Copeland's program on BVOVN, and I did a two week uh, uh, two week programs, two weeks of programs with George Pearsons. And then the last two days, they had you on with me, and we, we ministered. So we was over two solid weeks. And Pastor uh, Pierre and, and Louise saw us. And heard the testimonies and heard the miracles, and they were intrigued. And so they invited us to come. They, they called the office and said, would, uh, would uh, Dr. Myers come? And we said, yes, sure, we'll come. And then he called back and said, well, would you do uh, five days of meetings, multiple sessions of five days? And we said, wow, nobody does that anymore. Yes, we'd love to do that, yes. although we can't do five days because of our calendar, but we can do four. And so he said, that's great. Let's do Sunday through Wednesday. And then he called back the next week and said, how about doing multiple services a day? Do Sunday, do do two uh, services in the morning and at night, two services a day. And we said, wow, 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 nobody does that, but we're, we're, we're in, man, let's do it. And so we had three services on Sunday and then two services on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so nine sessions. And I tell you what, Renee, we had miracles. God showed up, people got right. healed. And it was almost like back in the 80s where people were hungry. And they, they actually, those people actually took off work. Uh, they took their family <laughs> uh, vacation, time vacation time and came to church. And I right. mean, the place was full in the mornings and full in the nights. And we just had legitimate, uh, verifiable miracles. And Pastor Pierce right. contacted us twice since we left, said, I'm still checking up on these people that were healed, and they're still healed. The miracles are still good. And so he's asked us to come back this June and do it again. So we're going back in June to Montreal and, 
and and do it again. But you know, I've said for many years what the church needs is church and church and church and more church. That's right. And we need pastors that are more afraid of God than right. they are of the congregation. Because well, we've gone from this two weeks to three days to one day to now one hour, and it's just not working. We're going to have to get the church back right. in church and get the word to them so that it can work. I tell you, the church and word is more important than anything else. And people think, well, I need to take off and I need to not do church. I need to work so I can get money. Well, church will produce money. The word will, the word will produce what you need. And so we're going to have to get back in church. Well, that's right. And we saw those miracles there in Montreal uh, based on the fact that you had time to teach on healing. Oh, absolutely. Teach on spiritual authority. And there were so many marvelous things that the Lord did. And that's what it takes. You know, you, you don't just waltz into the, the presence of a king and blurt out two or three things and then walk out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not how you have gain favor. That's not how you get your petitions answered. It takes time to spend time with the Lord, to spend time with uh, the people, to re- help them renew their minds to the Word of God, and to get them to a place to where they literally do not um, misunderstand or lack enthusiasm or in any way um, feel like they didn't get the information or sure. the how-to. Sure. I heard lots of preachers, and I, I remember when I was in junior high one year, I told my mother, I said, um, I love what brother, whoever, whatever he was, uh, what he said in church today. I said, but I just wanted to hold up a big piece of poster board and say how. Yeah, how, how. Question mark. <clears throat> and it takes time for pastors and leaders to really do an, an impartation, not just sure. disperse information. Sure. sure. And you want the impartation and the presence of the Holy Ghost to come in and settle upon the people and calm the sheep and be able to minister the Word of God. And that's what we saw that Pastor Sear did there in Montreal is that he took the time to prepare the people before you came. Oh, he did a great job. And then when you got there, they were ready. Like it says the Berean church, they were ready to hear you. And then they searched the scriptures to see what you said, whether true or not. It says they were more noble than the Thessalonican church, right. you know. And so I, I want to encourage all of you uh, to really listen, seek out these things, pray for your pastors and leaders so that they have the opportunity to teach and begin to give them the, the space and the time to impart that and not put pressure on them to have a clock in the auditorium. No, when you right. were talking about healing and the way uh, some of the things you said there in Montreal... And we had so many profound healings of people that there in that service. Yes, yes. Day after day, the, the Holy Ghost was able to build. Right. And so Psalm, you know, you, you talked about, referred to this morning um, here on the podcast, you were saying that it was uh, Genesis one twenty six that God meant for us to dominate. Right. And that healing uh, was part of our covenant. Absolutely. And that, that God wants the church to get back to those places to where we we are the ones that set the standard. Sure. We set the, the church standard. runs the place. We anoint. Uh, in other words, we're anointed to say, um, God's bigger than that. Right. We're anointed right. to say, you don't have to live with that diagnosis. Right. We're anointed to say right, things. Right, right, you right. don't have to be defeated. You you have to remember right. who you are in Christ Jesus. Right. We stand in authority in and authority. decree. Right. And Job says, decree a thing, it'll be established unto you. That's right. Ecclesiastes says, where the word of a king is, and we're kings and priests, That's right. where the word of a king is, there's power. That's right. And who may say unto the king, what sayest thou? <laughs> Nobody's going to question the king right, when he stands right, up right. in authority and makes a decree. 
decree. That's just the way it is, and that's what God expects us to well, do. The, you know, Renee, one of the other negative, negative sides to this dilemma that the church is in now of not having much church mm-hmm. is that is that it does away with the with the ministry offices, right? Uh, because we all know that yeah. Jesus, Ephesians four eleven, mm-hmm. said in the church, in the church, in the in the church, not just out here, but in the church, he wanted there to be the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And we all know that. We know that if if all you're hearing is is one type of ministry. Uh, just the apostle all the time, you're not going to be well fed. And just the prophet all the time, you're not going to be well fed. Just the pastor all the time, you're not going to be well fed. Right. And so you've got to have all of those. You have to have a balanced diet. You can't just right. eat green beans, green beans, green beans, green beans forever. <laughs> you got to have something else. And so, so you need the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And we we're, we used to know that. Right. But now, because of this one hour a week business, right. in many places we go, as you know, the pastor will say to me, so Brother Terry, we love you. We brought you in here and need you to speak to our people. But now you have only have 25 minutes. Well, what am I going to do in 25 minutes? Where the pastor can well, do 25 minutes because he's going to see that same people next week and do 25 minutes right. and see them the next week and do 25 minutes. Right. And, the next week. and so he can lay line up on line and precept on precept. When we're there one day, we can't do 25 minutes in the office of the apostle. Right. So what the, what, the, what the apostle, prophet, evangelist, uh, and, and teacher has to do whenever they come into the church and the church only has one hour and, and they're, they're limited to 25, 35 minutes is that, they, that, that, that I have to revert then to being a teacher because mm-hmm. I can't do the miracles and I can't do the, be the apostle right. with the signs and wonders that's following. Nice. I've got I've to revert back to what the pastor does every week and just no, simply that's right. teach. That's right. And so we're, we're eliminating the balanced diet to the church. Exactly. And the church people are leaving with that one hour a week, and and then they're and not then making got, it, and, and we wonder why they're not making everything. it. They've got to go out and <laughs> yeah. fight hell. Fight hell. So we're going to have to get back in church. Well, it's hard, you know, when you have. So we're going to teach spiritual authority in Samoa. It's what right. I intended to say, and uh. we're going to teach spiritual authority in Vanuatu. And uh, I'm excited about what God's doing around the world. We've got well, we've got six continents we're supposed to be on this year preaching. And we're just trying to make that happen with the calendar and the finances and get get everywhere we need to get. Well, that's exactly right. 51 years of ministry packed into 25 minutes is hard to do. So we, we really want uh, to encourage you with the Word of God and remind you that you have a covenant with God. And that covenant needs to be shown the respect that will affect your spirit, soul, and body, your finances, your health, um, Psalm 103, you and I were talking before the broadcast that says that um, we're to bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Absolutely. Bless his holy name. Well, you could just stay there forever. Oh, yeah. Blessing the holy name of the Lord. Bless the Lord. Then the next verse, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So one of the main jobs of the ministry, and one of your main jobs every day is say, what have I forgotten? Have I made this too complicated? Right. Have Have I gotten over in the soul realm? Have, am I living by the lust of my eyes, the lust of my flesh, the pride of my life? Am I trying to tell God how I want him to bless me? And you know, your soul doesn't always want to bless the Lord. <laughs> no. I can just see David sometimes when he yeah, was saying right. I can just see him pulling on his ears saying, Soul, you bless the Lord. No, but I don't I, feel like it. You bless the Lord anyway, right. but I don't want to. But I don't have that soul. You bless the Lord. And don't that's you dare right. forget his benefits. That's exactly right. We you, have to make our soul get up and get busy. You do. You have to be your own policeman. Uh, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, and say things like Psalm 103, who forgives all my iniquities and who heals all my diseases. Absolutely. 
You know, it's Absolutely. a it's a twofold covenant. It is. And when you're when you're teaching like you did up there in Montreal, uh, part of the spirit that well the the first and foremost example of exercising spiritual authority is over yourself. Well, of course. <laughs> you know, and if the ha- if hell doesn't see you exercising it over yourself, then they're not going to pay too much attention when you try to exercise it over them. No, of course. You know? You go back to the book of Acts where the demon-possessed boy said, uh, well, Jesus we've heard of, and we know him. He's made headlines in hell. Yeah. And Paul, Paul we've heard of. We know him. About, He's made headlines yeah. in hell. But we had never heard of you. Who are you? <laughs> and uh, and they jumped no. on him and beat him up and, no, and chased right. him down the street naked. Yeah. Your wonderful message I heard you teach, gosh, 40 years ago at least now, about uh, are you making headlines in hell? Yeah, does hell know who you are? Does hell know who and you that, are? That's all spiritual authority. It is. Brother Osteen said that to me so many years ago to John and Dodie and Jackie and I went out to eat and and he said, Terry, he said, everybody knows who you are. All the demons know who you are. When you walk into a restaurant, every demon there knows who you are. When you walk into a, a store, every demon knows who you are. And he said, it's a spiritual authority that you carry with That's you. Right. He said, even in our church, when you walk in our church, everybody knows you're there. We don't have to say, Terry Mize is here from Mexico. He said, people just know it because you walk in spiritual authority. That's the first time really I'd ever even heard that term. That's right. And I didn't have a clue what it meant. Uh, and then, of course, all these years later here, I'm, I'm asked to preach it and known for it all over the right. world. But we, the church, has got to that, that. That is part of spiritual authority is making the devil know who you are. No, and that's really... And making the devil mind you. T.L. Exactly. Osgood said to me years ago. Exactly. He said, Terry, I've been watching you, and I'm impressed. And I said, what, why, why is that, sir? And he said, because you know how to make the devil mind you. <laughs> well, see, we're going to have to learn how to make the devil mind. That's right. And then he made another statement and said, you know... He said, the secret to success is always always staying until the devil leaves. He said, that, that's, that's what advice. Christians need to do is learn how to stay right. until the devil leaves. We just rush in the hospital to pray for somebody that's dying with cancer, and we take three minutes to pray for them and then say, okay, i got to go. i got to get back to work. Well, the devil didn't leave. Right. And so we've got to stay until the devil leaves. Well, and I think you prove your authority by spending time. If, if you really understand what Terry's saying from the Word of God, that you know you're a king and a priest unto God. You know that you have the potential to make hell obey what you say, that you know from the New Testament that you are a royal priesthood, More than a, pe- a peculiar person, Absolutely. that you have, that hell will listen to you so that when you walk into a store, hell knows you're there they just don't know if you know what to do when you get there exactly. and if you have proven in prayer in the in the prayer closet in your home wherever you are then hell starts paying more attention to you where you go and you'll have more spiritual authority everywhere you go um, that that dual covenant of psalm 103 that he forgives all and he heals all well that can say re- that again he heals all and he forgives all. he heals all and he forgives all. When you take communion, I mean, I just keep them in our suitcase. All our iniquities, our iniquities, all of them. And then he healeth all, all our, diseases, our diseases. All of them, not six of them, seven of them, eight of them, some right. of them, all of them. When you, I, I would encourage you to go get a box of those um, one in, you know, communion cups where it has a little wafer and the juice, and take communion as often as you can to remind yourself that you have spiritual authority because of... spiritual authority, though. Take that's it for right. purpose, on, on purpose. There's a reason for it. You're not just taking it religiously. Oh, I'm just taking communion. No, right. you say, no, I'm, no, no. It's you not say, I'm partaking of the blood of Jesus <laughs> and the body of Jesus. And right. because of that, according to 1 Corinthians, I will not be weak. I will not be sickly. That's and I exactly will right. not. So help me, God. I will not die prematurely in Jesus' name. What's that scripture reference again? 
First Corinthians eleven. First Corinthians eleven, <clears throat> where Paul is talking about right. about Jesus taking the communion right, right. and what Jesus said to him about it. And uh, most every church, when they take communion, they'll read that, you know. Right. But Paul made the statement. He said, uh, "He said, you know, take communion and so on and so forth." He said, "For this cause." For this cause. He said, "For this cause, for not taking it right, for right. not doing it right." He said, "Or for not discerning the Lord's body." For right. this reason, for this cause, many are weak, many are sickly, and many die premature. He said, "Many sleep, but many die prematurely." Right. Well, the reverse of that would be true. Uh -huh. And if we do this right, we do if we right. do discern the Lord's body, <laughs> then we won't be weak, we won't be sick, and right. we won't die prematurely. So so there's so many, and I teach this in my Spiritual Authority series. If y'all have never gotten my, my Spiritual Authority series, I'm not just trying to sell a tape series or a CD series, but it would do you not just well, it would it would help change you immensely your change your yeah, life, for the better. maybe save your life. Uh, to get that series on Spiritual Authority, I've got two. I've got one that's video that you can actually watch it on your TV or your your machine, and and actually watch me preach five hours of spiritual authority, and then I've got uh, the audio series. You can just pop it in your car or in your tape player or in your phone or whatever you want to do, and and hear it. So it's audio and video, however you'd like it. But but that series, Renee, is so powerful. No, it is. I mean, when George Pearson's had me teach it there at Eagle Mountain Church. You know, at Kenneth Copeland's church there in Fort Worth. And, and he just raved about it and said, I've just heard so many major ministries, and he named a bunch of them, uh, major ministries teach on spiritual authority. And he said, this that Brother Terry's taught is the best I've ever heard. And no, it's just because I've lived it, Renee. It's not because I'm smarter no, than anybody right. else. I've, I've been in the mission fields 51 <laughs> years, and uh, right. and I'm coming to you on this podcast from the mission fields. You know, I mean, that's what I do, right. what I am. Sure. And so I've had the devil try to kill me all over the world. But... Uh, uh, we've learned how to operate in spiritual authority and still learning. And right. so uh, so when I preach spiritual authority, I'm not just preaching something I heard somebody teach. I'm preaching something I've learned in That's 51 right. years of third world missionary evangelism, fighting the devil. And, and stopping the devil from, from killing me when he's trying hard to and threatening to do no, it. No, that's right. And every one of us, you know, we face, no matter who you are, male or female, no matter how old you are, where you live, whatever, everybody faces hell. Everybody faces dilemmas, heartbreak, tragedy, potential for absolute failure, and all the stratas and uh, departments of life that we engage in. But the, the Bible will give you the authority if you'll has given you the authority if you'll take it and so we yeah. want to encourage you like psalm 103 there in first corinthians what is 11 you said mm -hmm. take those two scriptures uh knowing that you've got the foundation of genesis 126 uh then you take isaiah 53 psalm 103 and then you look over there in first corinthians 11 and you read those and feed yourself on the word of god so you're not an uninformed uh, just mouthpiece for the kingdom of God, but you have information. Then you begin to get revelation on it. The more you read about it, the more you take it in, and you get your communion cup, those little things you can buy at the bookstore, and you begin to take that and begin to remind your body that you have been bought by the blood of Jesus. Yes. You have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. You have been given a position to take dominion. You've been given authority in order so you can have dominion. Absolutely. And then God says that I'm making a covenant with you based on what he did with Abraham, right. you know, based what he did with others throughout the word of God and reminded them, I'll be your God and I'll provide for you. I'll protect you. I'll take care of you. I'll heal you. Absolutely. And so Psalm 103 is the simplest 
phrasing there that if you can confess that over your health and your healing and say, well, Lord, today my covenant reminds me that you forgive all my iniquities, that you heal all my diseases, that you have redeemed my life from destruction. Psalm 107, you sent your word, Jesus, to heal me. And to heal me. That's why I say so many times, Renee, I've said for decades that we don't really have promise of healing in the Bible. We have the purchase of healing in the Bible. That's that right. it's paid for by Jesus' blood. By those stripes we are healed. That's he right. has paid for our healing. Past tense, already paid, already done. He has paid with his own blood, uh, with the stripes he took on his back. That's he right. has paid for our healing. It's a purchased, done deal. But we've That's got right. to be aware of it and know it and know how to uh, know how to pull that out. No, that's right. And so just take those scriptures we've given you here today. The information will help you. It'll help you launch yourself into an area of prayer and authority like you've not maybe not had before. And if you already know these things, go back and do them again. Do a checklist, you know. But he forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He redeems our life from destructions. You know, he crowns us. See, that that again is is a position with loving kindness and tender mercies. And then here's provision. He satisfies satisfies our our mouth. mouth. With good things, and that's I've I, always I, said that means good things to eat, good things, to and say. good things to say. So if you'll take the word of God, meditate upon it, begin to use it for the sake of of your own survival and your ability to thrive, right in the devil's backyard. Absolutely, you know God will help you. You have spiritual authority. You'll you'll just soak that and marinate that in the word of God. Sure. The Holy Ghost will enliven it and give you revelation and insight, and he'll give you the strength to begin to do it mentally, emotionally, and physically. Right. And as we mentioned here several times, uh, let me go ahead and give the actual scripture verse, because you've you brought it up a couple of times, but it's it's uh, Paul's talking about, about the communion, and he's talking about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23. And, uh, uh, and he says, I've received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you, Right. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, the night before he's going into the Garden right. of Gethsemane, right. he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, and then it goes into red letters. Mm. So Paul's saying this is what Jesus actually said. These right. are red letters. Jesus said this. Paul isn't saying this. Jesus said this. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Then Paul starts talking again. After the same manner, he also took the cup. When he had supped, saying, then it goes back into red letters. Jesus is talking. This cup is the New Testament. It's the whole New Testament. This is it. In this (laughs) cup of blood, in this cup of wine, in this cup of juice, this is the New Testament. There it is. And he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, or do this, right. as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. How then it goes back into black letters. Paul's talking. He says, so as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show or you demonstrate the Lord's death until he comes again. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, Christians hang up on that all the time. Oh, my God, I better not do this wrong or I'm going to go to hell. It's not what he said at all. He just said, he said, just don't do this uh, unworthily or do it wrong because then you'll have uh, condemnation to you. It's not that you're damned to hell, but there'll be some condemnation there you need to fix. Then in verse 28, but let a man examine himself and let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. 
For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, again, eateth and drinketh, it says damnation in King James, but actually it's condemnation or, uh, you know, sin you have to deal with, to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. There's the key phrase. Right. You've not discerned the Lord's body correctly. And then he says, for this cause, verse 30, for this cause, there's the whole key to the whole crux of the matter. Right. For this cause, here's the reason. For this cause, for this reason, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep or die prematurely. Well, that's the key. I, I key on in uh, in spiritual authority. Say, so if you take this right, if you do communion, and say, Lord, I do discern the Lord's body. I understand the Lord's body. I I understand what this bread and what this cup means. I I do discern the Lord's body. Plus, I take it a step further and say, so I spiritually discern the Lord's body because uh, I, I'm I'm for any Baptist that names the name of Jesus, any Methodist that names sure. the name of Jesus, Absolutely. any Catholic that names the name of Jesus. If they name the name of Jesus, they're right. the, they are the Lord's body. They are my brother and sister, that and I discern right. the Lord's body worldwide so there's a twofold thing there he said so therefore i say father as i take this bread as i take this cup i will not be weak i will not in the name of jesus be sick and so help me god i will not die prematurely we'll live and not die and declare the works of the lord and he goes on and said so judge yourself it would and you'd not be judged if we are judged we're chastened of the lord that we should not be condemned there's that word condemned with the world so that goes from from uh uh, all the way down to verse 32. So you can just read that, meditate on that, think yes. about that, and receive that covenant-making, you know, <laughs> covenant-keeping part of the of the, the twofold covenant, as you said, which is healing and, and, uh, uh, forgiveness. and forgiveness. Well, I always think right. it's a threefold covenant because he throws prosperity in there as yeah, well. But I, it's, certainly, it's certainly forgiveness and, and well, healing. That's right. He redeems our life from destruction everything. You have to... You know, as we've said so many times, Dean always said, you have to be your own preacher. You have to be the best preacher you know and be your own policeman, be your own cheerleader. (laughs) And you you have to parent yourself into the things of the kingdom of God and not not be a coward they're like jesus said about prayer he said men ought always to pray and faint not turn coward lose hope uh give up quit you know god wants us to stand in the gap exercise spiritual authority and that makes the fight really fun so (laughs) we want to encourage you with all of that today we love you dearly we pray for you every day and we thank god for the opportunity you've given us to speak into your heart and we are so grateful for all of that pray for us while we're out doing the lord's work while we're out here in, on the, in, in the mission fields of, of the South Pacific. It's an amazing place. As Terry and I have said so many times, God has many things to say in the Bible about the islands of the sea. Yes. And he intends for them to hear the word just like he does everybody else on the mainland. So we love you dearly. Uh, you remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. You can find us uh, also at terrymizeministries.org. And call our office anytime. All that information is there. We're praying for you, believing God with you. And we're so thankful uh, for your life planted and salted into the earth. You are God's garden. You give off an aroma unto life everywhere you go. (laughs) We are the people of God and God's counting on us to help America. Yes, keep us in prayer. Partner with us in prayer. Yes, hallelujah. We've we've got a job to do. We had a pastor just yesterday here in New Zealand. He said, Brother Terry said, I want our church to partner with you financially. Yes. A long time. I mean, permanently. Such a Um, wonderful church. Yeah, pastors. Sure, help yourself. We appreciate our (laughs) partners. You know, it's our partners, Renee, that help us 
to do all this. You know, just since we've been here in New Zealand, uh, I received uh, an invitation to preach at a big conference in Germany. In Germany. And uh, Mm -hmm. several of my friends are speaking at that conference, and they wanted me to speak with them and Terry Savelle. Of course, we've known Terry since she was a little girl. Right. <laughs> You've known her since she was a baby. Right. Uh, you know, and she's just doing the great work now. And uh, and then uh, Mark Urban from Germany and others are speaking. And so, uh, you know, we the world's calling. They're saying, please come, please no, come, please right. come. There, there's so, work uh, to do. So we're going, and it's our partners that help us do it. So we Bless appreciate you. you hooking up with us in prayer and in finances. Well, that's right. Every one of you. We're all working in this together. Well, we got to go. God bless you all. And just remember, you are... More than a conqueror. Bye-bye. See you next week. You've been listening to a MISE Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymise.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymise.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.